Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched AEW Fighter Fest, which was broadcast on June 29th, 2019. But I also wanted to talk a little bit more about Annabelle Comes Home and the whole Conjuring universe. Um, so just a few things that to clarify, because I did not pull up any of this information in the last episode. Um, the Conjuring 3 has not come out yet. It is going to come out. They're currently filming it, and it's set to release in September 2020. So I am looking forward to that. Um, and the two films that I have not seen in the series yet, I don't think I've seen Annabelle Creation. Um, and I definitely have not yet seen The Curse of Le Lorna, or however you pronounce that. Um, I want to see... I, I I meant to see that. I wonder if, And I wonder if it's out on Blu-ray yet. Um, it's probably a bit too soon for that, but maybe it is. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Um, it only came out in the theaters like two months ago, April 19th. Um, so having these two movies come out so close to each other, that's kind of interesting. And the nun wasn't really that far, um, away from these either. It's, it's, it was about six months between, uh, no, that's like seven, seven months between the nun and curse of the Lorna. But that's still way closer. Uh, all the other gaps have been like a full year at least between them. Um, but yeah, these these movies are awesome. And uh, this, I, I didn't mention the, the director. Let me, let me just go through the whole cast and everything. Not the entire cast, but um, the director is Gary Doberman who is the uh, screenwriter for the previous two Annabelle films, but this is the first one that he's um, uh, he's directed. So that's pretty cool for him. Um, the cast, our main characters, we had um, uh, McKenna Grace as Judy Warren, who I mentioned also plays Sabrina Spellman on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Young Sabrina Spellman. Um, so when she's she's the a, a little girl. Um so that's I talked about that in the last episode. Uh, we have Madison Eisman as um, Mary Ellen, uh, Katie Sarif as Daniela Rios, and then of course we have Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Also, there is a dedication at the end of the film to Lorraine Warren because she passed away um, uh, recently. Um, let's see where it is. Okay, I'm on. I'm I'm looking on their page. Okay, there's Lorraine's info right there. Um, so Ed Ed passed away in uh, 2006, but Lorraine she passed away on April 18th, 2019. Oddly enough, the day before La Lorna came out. Um, that's that's an interesting coincidence. Um. So yeah, as a dedication um, at the at the end before the credits, they had a photo of uh, her and Ed and uh, and Judy. Um, that was a yeah, that was that was a nice tribute um, to her. So so very cool. And hopefully she got to see like early cuts of this movie um, at some point because uh, it has, has such such cool stuff uh, about like all the different artifacts that they have. And, um, even though Ed and Lorraine, the characters aren't there, they're like, they're at the beginning and the end of the film. Um, 
most of the film is these three girls and it's it's pretty cool that judy is kind of like well she's she's learning all this stuff like even if they're not intending to teach her but it seems like they're actually teaching her all this stuff but um she she just knows about all this all these things like the like the prayer bracelet is it a prayer bracelet that kind of thing she's like oh that's this this and this and it was used for this uh this is why it's uh why it's good why it's bad all that kind of stuff that she's a, a wealth of information um but also like very scared of some of this stuff um more uh i mean because she's a little kid um she's doesn't have decades of experience with all this crazy stuff like uh her parents do so um yeah i thought that was a really really cool aspect of the film and um it also keeps it from being like too focused on ed and lorraine um because i feel like if all the movies were just about them then it, it, they wouldn't really feel all that special anymore so i like that aspect of it too we have a bunch of different um uh characters ghosts demons whatever um that make appearances throughout this because they're all in that room along with annabelle um so it was really cool to see all of those i feel like man i it's been so long since i've seen uh some other ones and even well even like eight months is too long for me to remember specifics from like the nun um but it's uh all the different uh characters that are in there all the these haunts and stuff um are really interesting and spoilers there's like a werewolf type of thing i don't remember that from any of the other movies maybe that's in lorna or maybe not i don't know but um (laughs) it did seem a little bit it was starting to get on like the goosebumps side of things that like oh it's like all these monsters are are out and about doing all kinds of crazy stuff oh there is a male character who does a little bit of stuff and he's uh the love interest of the babysitter um uh, mary ellen and that character he is played by oh (laughs) bob's got balls um bob palmary is played by michael cimino so and and then there's there's a bunch of other kids that are in there that are involved in in little parts of the story they're kind of like the backdrop of all this stuff happening they're worried about uh, being popular with other kids and things like that so yeah i I recommend again i recommend this movie uh i just wanted to talk about it more i have not seen it a second time since this last episode but i did want to talk about more because i was thinking about it some more and um uh, I gotta get get my hands on all these other movies. I don't think I have I don't have a copy of The Nun yet. I don't think. Um, and if La Lorna is out, I've got to uh, pick up a copy of that so I can check it out. Um, and Annabelle Creation. I don't think I have Annabelle Creation, but maybe I do. Maybe I do already have it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Now, if I had it, I would have watched it. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, all right, let's talk about Fighter Fest. Um, so overall, I enjoyed this show. Um, it has me looking forward to the next uh, the next one. Um, it was nice that this one it was free on BR Live um, outside of the United States is on um, Fight TV on the app. There, I guess it was like only like nine dollars something like that. So very reasonable. 
and um i mean uh free is is awesome um if if you're in the united states or if you use a vpn you could probably get away with that possibly but um uh yeah uh that's cool and then fight for the fallen is also going to be free on there so that that's cool too so i'll be watching um checking that out most likely um i don't think i have that's only in two weeks it might be i'm not sure i think i'm doing i think i am doing something that night or something but anyway um it, it was really convenient to watch um i didn't really have any problems uh with it uh getting the stream to to come up and all of that you just have to sign up with uh, a, a Bleacher Report live account. Um, if you have Facebook, you just click log in with Facebook, and that creates your account right there. That's I'd say that's the easiest way to do it, but also the most um, compromising info way of doing it as well. So if you don't mind that, then it's easy. If you do mind that, then take a few extra steps and just make like a dummy account and that kind of thing. Um but uh, yeah, there is an app at least on um, iPhone, iPad for iOS. Um, I don't know if there's an app for Android. I'm sure there is. There's got to be an app for Android as well. But otherwise, you can watch it in a browser. But I heard that you cannot watch. There is not an app for um, uh, consoles like uh, PS4, uh, Xbox, all that kind of thing. Um, so it is a bummer if you, if that's what you usually use to watch like Netflix and stuff. You cannot use it to watch this. You have to uh, watch it on your phone or something. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's talk about the actual show. Um, you know, I think overall, I I did enjoy this. It was a, a very different watching it um, because I was there for du- double or nothing, so it was, it was a bit of a difference. And I think um, with that difference in mind, I did enjoy double or nothing more than this show. But if I was actually there for Fighter Fest, I probably would have enjoyed it as much as I did Double or Nothing anyway. Um, although, in some cases, watching the broadcast version is helpful for learning people's names and things like that. And also helpful for not having to be around other people very much. Um, or at all, actually. But um, but also, it's very easy to, to for my attention to drift and things like that. Um, so I, there's probably so many really cool things that I missed because there's no, like, you can't like skip backwards or anything like that on this, uh, on this app. But, um, there are lots of moments I, I wish I could have done that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, keep that in mind. I, I'm, I'm not looking at this from, I did not give it my 100% full attention, um, so I, I'm just going to really talk about the stuff that stood out to me, the stuff that I liked about it, and um, some things that I might be excited about for um, uh, down the line. Uh, so uh, one of my favorite matches of the night, I'd say there were four matches that really stood out to me as my favorites. Um, and this was one of them. It was Best Friends versus SCU versus Private Party. Um, the, the winner of this match would get a, a, a guaranteed spot and all out, um, uh, best friends won this match. I didn't take any notes on like specifics from this, but it, there's, there's lots of good stuff throughout this. Um, the, the triple threat dynamic of it, um, got, to, got pretty interesting and, um, 
yeah, I re- I would absolutely recommend this match, and I believe it's it's probably still available to just watch like on YouTube and stuff because this was on the kickoff show or the buy-in, um, is what they keep calling it, even though it doesn't have to do with that the the theme of this show. Anyway, I guess they're just gonna call all of them that, but uh, yeah, it was a cool show, uh, a cool match. Best friends won. And then the uh, Dark Order appears briefly and then disappears. Um, as I, that was, as I was going to say, all the stuff that I really like about this match, this is one of the things that made me not so much, that I didn't like quite as much, is that uh, they did a lot of blackout um, transition type of things, and they just t- took, they, they felt like they took a really long time, like all of them did. Um, so th- that was... Uh, that's maybe that's like one of the one of the criticisms they have of this particular show. Um, well, at Double or Nothing, they only did it once, and it was confused. It was confusing because nobody was sure if that was it was supposed to happen, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but then in this case, maybe there was still that same kind of feeling, but it did happen more frequently. So when it did happen, like the second and third. And if there was a fourth, I think it just happened three times. Um, like, oh, okay, that's it's supposed to happen. Well, the last time it happened was before the last match, which was. Yep. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, then we had uh, Leva Bates and uh, Peter Avalon with with Peter Avalon at her side versus Allie. Um, Allie won that match, and. That's that's all I have to say about it. Um, it didn't. Um, yeah, I. I just want to talk about the stuff that that I do like about it. So I'm just gonna not say anything else about this match. Um, it's. It, I could see it get. I I could see, the stuff that this match involved getting, better, uh, as time goes goes on with the like, yeah. Next, next up, we had Michael Nakazawa versus the CEO, CEO Alex DeBailey. Um, so this was a this is weird. Uh, lots of oil involved. Lots of weird stuff happening. Um, kind of a hardcore match, but like a like a hardcore weird match. Um, and Michael Nakazawa won this match. So I, I guess they faced each other last year. I did not watch the CEO CEO event from last year. But um, so now they're one and one. So when they do the show next year, it'll it'll be their rubber match, and there'll probably be lots of rubber involved somehow. Um, so that was the kickoff, the pre-show. Um, they they started off really strong with that first match, and then got really weird. So um, I don't follow. Uh, I haven't been watching being the elite or the road to fighter fest and all those shows. Um, so there'd probably be a little bit more context to a lot of stuff. I might enjoy things even more, but, uh, as of right now, I'm just watching the show, the, 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 the live events. Um, so that's where I'm coming from on that. Uh, the opening match of the actual show, uh, was Christopher, uh, Christopher Daniels versus Shima. Um, and Shima won this match via Meteora. So there's some really cool stuff in this. Uh, I thought they both looked great. 
and this got me more excited for all the o is it owe owa what whatever their the that that company is called is it owa or owe i think it's owa anyway yeah it's is it stands oriental wrestling alliance i think i should just look that up but i i didn't and it's too late to go back uh, so moving onwards, we had Riho versus Yuka Sakazuki, Sakazaki uh, versus Nyla Rose. Uh, this is an awesome match. This is my favorite match of the night. Um, Riho won, but at one point, um, some awesome stuff from Nyla. She she had both of them in the uh, in Rusev's stackolade, the double accolade. I don't know what the regular name of that move is. I'm sorry. Um, uh, then she also hits Riho with a like a guillotine knee strike. Like she jumped off the top ropes into Rio's head as she was dangling across uh, the ropes. That was nuts. That was probably my favorite move of the night. And uh, because there, there was some other really cool stuff, but most of those like made me like worry. This one did a little bit too, but at least like, no, like uh, she was alive after it happened. That kind of thing. Um, so, uh, Nyla Rose after the match, uh, Riho wins the match. Um, uh, Riho, uh, gets attacked by Nyla Rose and, uh, uh, Yuka makes, um, makes a rescue for her, but then, uh, she's betrayed and we have a, a very, very sad Yuka there at the end of this match. So lots of emotions going around there. And um, I, I'm I'm the most excited about all of the Joshi um, who are in here in all of these matches because uh, there's two events now that this is my um, personal favorite match of the night. Um, although it was kind of like Nyla probably should have should have won this match, but I don't know. We'll see how how things go going forward. Then we have a, a, a quadruple threat. A fatal four-way um, between MJF, Hangman Page, um, Jimmy Havoc, and Jungle Boy, who had his best fr- beast friend, Luchasaurus, at his side. Um, let's see. Uh, Hangman Page won that match. What was this thing that I wrote down? Oh, that the winner winner of this match will face uh, Kip Sabian at uh, Fight for the Fallen. So uh, it'll be Hangman Page versus... Kip Sabian, uh, Jungle Boy was freaking awesome in this match, and uh, I think he was my favorite part of this. Um, next up, we had Cody versus Darby Allen, and Darby Allen is an absolute madman. Like, wh- what is this? What is this guy doing? What the hell is this guy doing? Um, I've just seen clips of him before, and now, now I kind of want to go see, and kind of don't want to see. <laughs> previous matches for him because he does some crazy stuff in here um this match goes to a time limit draw um and cody seems to be like oh we gotta have more time we gotta have more time so we finish this match or whatever but sean spears arrives and he hits cody right in the head with a chair and um ends up splitting um slashing open part of cody's head there's blood everywhere and um doesn't seem like that was supposed to happen so uh, we'll see what comes of that, but um, yeah, Sean Spears sending a message to Cody that uh, hey, I'm here to 
steal the show, not just to uh, be help to the to the to the young guys or anything like that. Um, MJF came out to it was one of the first people to come out and check on Cody. Uh, is it like right there at his side? And I think that plays plays into all that uh, stuff between them uh, pretty well. Uh, then we had a six man tag team match: Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, and Laredo Kid versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is Akuma, and the Young Bucks are Ken and Ryu. And they, uh, yeah, this this match was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Um, what was that? Oh, I wrote I wrote down the abbreviation for One Winged Angel. I was confused. Like, wait, what does that have to do with? Okay, but anyway, uh, he hits. Uh, they eventually win. Omega hits the one winged angel on the Rado Kid, and um, they win the match. So uh, yeah, that was a good. Some really cool, really really cool stuff in that match. Um, and then we had the uh, that that was officially the end of the night. And then the light, the, then the, the whole spiel, like, okay, that was the end of the night, but we have one more match, so the lights are going to go out. But then everything comes back on, and then it's, like, produced exactly the same as the rest of the night. Anyway, that's – yeah, I mean, just make it look different or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess if they did that, then they would be like, oh, they're, they're just copying um, – uh, Gargano versus Champa. The light, all, all the lights were off. They didn't even have entrance music. All that kind of thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think they could have done it a little bit differently than that because they're they just making a big deal about oh the AEW wants nothing to do with this match, but like everybody's working the match <laughs> and all of that. But anyway, this match was was ridiculous. Um, John Moxley versus, uh, Joey Janela, uh, like barbed wire tax, uh, more barbed wire, barbed wire on a chair, barbed wire on a piece of board, all kinds of tables, all that stuff. Uh, John Moxley eventually wins. Um, but then as I mean, he wins like in a way that does not, it, it's super painful for him too, because he also went into those tax. And that, yeah, just not fun in general. But it's, um, let's see. I was checking on something real, real quick there. Um, I my, my smoke detector, it's been eating through batteries. Like two weeks is how long the batteries last. So I put in a request to get a brand new, um, a replacement smoke detector. Because that has to be, the, the detector itself has to be the problem at this point. Um, and not the batteries, um, cause they're supposed to last a lot longer than that, you know, like, like a year, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm recording in a different room with like the door closed and stuff, but you still might hear a very distant chirp like every minute or so. Um, so I apologize for that. But, um, anyway, uh, Moxley wins, um, and then he is attacked by Kenny Omega, uh, is thrown into the drum kit that is uh, like all the stage dressings that have been set up throughout the uh, earlier in the night. Not set up. They were set, obviously they were set up earlier, but they were established as story elements earlier in the in the throughout the night. Like with Kenny backstage, he's like 
uh, carrying in pieces of the drum set um, himself to get ready for the bands, but the bands cancel and all that kind of thing. But um, uh, yeah, I think the most painful thing out like in this aftermath of it, well, there's like putting him through table and stuff like that, but also the electric guitar hits to the back of Moxley, like hit into Moxley's back. That had to have really, really hurt because an acoustic guitar, especially if it's rigged up right, uh, it'll, it'll just like smash to pieces. And sure, yes, that it, that's not doesn't make it painless, but that's a completely different thing from an electric guitar, which is like a solid piece of uh, either wood or uh, or like a heavy plastic, like a like depending on what kind of material it is, it is a solid piece. There is no give to that. There's no smashing to pieces like the impact just making it explode instead of just all just going right into the person. So man, that looked so painful. That and the tax when he was he he took off Joey Janela's shoes and his socks for all those thumbtacks. They're spread all over the. There are two bags of tacks. They spread all over the place. Like man, although one thing I was I couldn't really tell. I thought that they were already like stepping all over the tacks, but it was like the texture of the AEW logo on the mat. Um. So I, I was I was a little bit more I was reacting to it even more than um, than necessary because I thought they were stepping on it already, but they were off to the side of it. Um, but anyway, that's like a, a stupid comment or criticism. It's not really even a criticism. It's just saying how I reacted because I thought that the tags were also over there on the logo. Anyway. Um, Man, this match, uh, Kenny versus Moxley, that's going to be real, real good. And I'm excited for it. This uh, just keeps keeps it burning, t- going towards it. Um, so, yeah, overall, I did really enjoy this show. Um, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as Double or Nothing. But a Double or Nothing, I mean, there's lots of surprises we had. and There was just like all of that first time excitement to it and of course actually being there in person is a, a much different experience to uh watching it at home and it, 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 was, it was just watching it on a tablet um i didn't have it playing on my tv because i didn't i like figured out downloading that app and getting signed in and everything like right before it started and i didn't want to take the time even more so to to get it working on apple tv if they do have an app on there they might they might um, if they do, then that's how I'll watch it the next time. It, it wasn't so much getting it installed, but like the getting signed in. That was uh, the harder part of doing. It's not hard. I was just being lazy. I, I got signed in one thing. I was like, okay, that's good enough. I'll watch it on that. So anyway, um, yeah, I will um, definitely be trying to. I think I might be going to a concert that night. Instead, if it's on the 15th. I think that's when um, you go see Real Big Fish, Real Big Fish, and the Aquabats. And it's the night before um, Extreme Rules, but um, yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to see uh, see more matches, especially from Yuka Sakazaki and uh, Riho. Uh, those two are awesome. Nile Rose is pretty cool too, um, 
And I, I, I think that my biggest disappointment of the the night is that I, I did look at the card beforehand and I was excited to see Kylie Ray in a singles match, but um, she was replaced by Allie to face Leva Bates instead. Um, and uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that match actually would have been made more enjoyable or not. I'm not sure, but um, hopefully, hopefully things are okay with Kylie Ray. Because uh, she's been kind of, she hasn't posted anything in a while on Twitter and all that. So, like, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. And hopefully, everything's all right. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that that would be like the the the, the really the only disappointment for me personally was that that change was made to that match because um, I was looking forward to seeing um, her fight. So that. That's it. That's it for Fighter Fest, and that's probably not it for Annabelle Comes Home, because um, I, I now I've talked about it even more. I want to go see it again. Uh, I gotta go see those other movies, because um, I don't. I, I re- really don't think I've seen Annabelle Creation yet. But um, yeah, stay tuned for all of that. Uh, let me know what you thought of Fighter Fest and what you're excited for to see next in AEW. Uh, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. And uh, stay safe out there in all of the infinite multiverses. I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye. <laughs>